good now we can do whatever we want anything incriminating that you say can can be edited out so just yeah. make, please <laughs> whatever you say <laughs> will be used in the court of law not be saying anything are you All gonna right. drink something and you're drinking starbucks like oh no, no no it's just a cup i'm, I'm currently pouring yes i'm like i'm pouring i'm pouring i, I just use the cup because yes I was, I was busy doing something else. I, I literally left work like three hours ago. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I'll say congratulations. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Well <laughs> done for getting through the <laughs> pandemic work day. Are you, are you working from home then as well doing this? Huh? I was working from home. Right now, I'm on holiday. Oh, you're blessed. A very long holiday, but like oh. I'm in between jobs, but yeah. Yeah, I'm working to... I'm working till tomorrow, then I'll four days off. What's no, three what? days. Three days, yeah, three days off. Wow. Yeah, because, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, three days off, and then back to work on the Monday. All the best. Yeah. So, anyways, I can use my holiday now anyway, so the rest of my holidays for the next three months. Oh, that'll be good. Oh. Got a rational holiday. Yeah, day. I rationed, like... 16 days? 60, 60, bro. 16. Oh, that's good. That's good. I was about to say 60. I'd take the whole damn two months off. Yeah, like you really didn't take time off, huh? No, no, no. I usually do that anyway. I always make sure like after, because my reset date is usually April for my holidays. So I don't do anything like that until, yeah, I make sure I at least have like weight. Mm, yeah around that amount of time 16 days yeah to have a day at least a half day off on a set on a friday and then i'll be like yeah okay. i'm lit i'm lit i'm lit I'm I'm lit. Times. Careful. sorry for the mix of uh pink prosecco no pink moscato and um maggie but um this is gonna be an interesting time that's very incredibly ghetto, but if you like it, then I love it. <laughs> my friend put me on it, you know. My friend put me, she put me on it still, and she's like, yeah, this is going to get you lit. And I was like, all right, cool. I mean, yeah, like when I drink, my goal is not always to get lit. Like sometimes I want to drink, I want to like ease myself into the night. But if you're trying to get lit, like you just mix anything and everything. No, 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 no. I actually want to enjoy the taste. Please rate me. But does it taste good? Yeah, it's all right, so. Mm. Yeah, because usually, I remember one time I drank, what was it when I drank? It was on my birthday this year, February. I had, I had rum, spice rum. Mm. Was it tropical juice? Is it tropical juice? Tropical Any, juice or apple juice? With, with rum, any kind of fruit juice. Yeah, tropi- tropical juice, apple juice or pineapple juice. And then mix that with Magnum. 
I'm, it's I'm sorry. There's a lot of things that a lot of alcohol bandwagons have jumped on, but Magnum is not one of them. Like I don't understand the hype. Like I don't get. But if you guys like it, then I love it. it I'm is. gonna be okay. No, it's all right. It's all right. Like I remember. Now you'll never try this. I don't think you'll ever try this. I had Hennessy and apple in a yeah. in a cup. That's good. Yeah, that's that's my standard drink. But uh, someone added Moet to it. I'm not gonna lie, it's slapped. This slapped. That doesn't sound like it'd be bad. That that would sound okay. I would. I would. Try I was scared. That. I was scared for my life. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, as far as your health, we're not talking about that. We're talking. About <laughs> That's a different conversation. Like if we're talking about health, I suppose just stop drinking now. You know. <laughs> Goddamn, forty-seven. After these messages, we'll be right back. thing to happen when it, every time it crashes mm-hmm. so that's fine yeah we're back anyways but yeah, we're, back, we're back uh episode 135 yes yeah 135 phenomenal yeah 135 <laughs> yeah this is because i did 134 and i dropped out yesterday <laughs> so literally uh happy new year to everybody that'll be listening in because this will be on the yes yeah, the first week of new year's of 2021 Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, introduce yourself, Harry. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Year. We made it. <laughs> Imagine. Bruh, bruh. I'm Arlen. Um, so yeah. Anything else? Do you want to? I'm Arlen. I'm <laughs> a broadcaster, editor, and content creator. So I have done a lot of work producing for news outlets um, as well as myself and independent contractors such as people. I shoot video, um, come up with ideas, bring them to life. Um, I've presented as well. I've written articles. I have a degree in journalism so that's why I do a lot of journalism but before all that I was doing YouTube when YouTube was like before it was this you know I should have never stopped because I might be living in a in a penthouse on the eighth, 86th floor like a <laughs> good friend Nella but it's fine oh you um, know Nella that wasn't no no she's not, I was about not, to say not, I was about to say oh shit come on man Please, internet, internet, please don't crash on me. Please, please don't crash on me if need be. I think that's why I say word. Go into the nitty gritty of it. It's like producer, editor, you know, like I've done photography for clients. Do you know what I mean? I've done events, videography for clients, you mm. know, and that's like people. But then I also have worked with big broadcasters. Um, you know, with the BBC, Radio One Extra, NBC, MSN. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, just call me a broadcaster. And if you want to know more than you ask, but yeah. Jeez, you've done bits then. Yeah, I mean, I'm busy. You know. you, you've done more shit than me, goddamn. You got time. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm old, goddamn it. I'm old. What's old? I'm 27. Okay. <laughs> we're people of color like we're not old until we're 95 a- like, a- Asian or raisin is it yeah, yeah, Asian or raisin. Yeah. Like, no crack 
that's not even true okay even at the funeral when people of color die it's like he was so young like he was 83 like how is he young like we we stay thinking we're young so it's fine that's wild that's wild um how did you get into like doing um the tv stuff like whole producing producing and stuff like that because i see obviously you did a lot of stuff as you named like bbc and one extra and all that stuff how did you get um, into that great question i firstly like i put myself out there so um that's the one thing that literally is the reason why um obviously i did do the traditional thing go to uni get a degree um get validated from like a educational institution whatever but pardon me i'm drinking guys i'm drinking copper bird if i keep burping it's busy. okay thank you <laughs> it's fine it's fine like, I know this- some people weird with burps and stuff like no you know why burp- it's fine you know why it's fine we've been drinking ever, ever since episode one so it's, it's no big deal okay cool just in case i was like Ugh, yeah. dirty <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i put myself out there um i started doing youtube videos when i was like 17 18 and I did a couple topics about things that were close to my heart, skin um, colorism, skin bleaching, my experience, you know, like about different things. I would bring people on that I thought were inspiring. At one point, like I brought people on in regards to like my my faith um, and people who had like nice testimonies and stuff and other topics that like, I did video with my friends when we were all bald, like we all shaved off our hair. Like not at the same time, we just all happened to be bald. And we were the three baldies on campus at uni. Like people would be like, baldy one, baldy two. Like, baldy two, yeah, we weren't like obviously we were all cool like me and my girl Michaela are really close and then my other friend like I met her on campus I literally harassed her like yeah, yeah, yeah. first year you just go up to people you don't know and you're like hi who are you let me be your friend <laughs> so I like harassed her on campus but then we ended up being cool and we were the only girls at, at uni that didn't have no hair because we all used to go to the barbers and shave off our hair so made videos about that just made videos about random stuff and then like when uni got bad like I did like slow down with filming YouTube but yeah the final year during my final year of uni I got a phone call from the BBC um and they were like looking for contributors for um this piece this long form piece so like um long piece <laughs> about uh, colorism and skin bleaching skin lightning is what they called it because you know some people don't know what bleaching is it's okay like, yeah yeah, yeah. Like slang but like lightning is the term right mm. and they found my video me and my friend um um Mariam we filmed a video about it when I was like 18 and I was like turning 22 or something like that oh wow so it had been on the internet for four years right it had racked up a lot of views like a couple hundred views a couple hundred over a hundred thousand i think anyway but like i was like so they called me and then they was like we want you guys to come on we want to okay for anyone who's making documentaries or producers you know that you have to like call like your case studies, like kind of suss them out because just because someone has an interesting story doesn't mean that they're good on camera. It doesn't mean that they're going to be engaging. It doesn't mean that they're going to be fun or relatable. So they got us like, oh my God, I felt like, I felt like a baddie. They sent us like train tickets. <laughs> they were like, yeah. here's some train tickets, come down for the afternoon. We want to have coffee with you guys to see. So then we, we met up with them, had coffee with them. And then when we went back to, she went back to Leicester, she used to go to study in Leicester. I went back to Nottingham because I used to study in Nottingham. And then they were like, okay, like, we want you guys on the sh- on the dock for 
an interview. So we was like, let's do an interview. And then we did the interview in Leicester. And then they were like, we want you guys to present the whole thing. And I was like, okay. Oh, then, you know, we went to a lab, we tested out different creams. I had to like smuggle things in and out. Like to this day, I'm scared to go to Peckham because we had to do like a shot where I was walking through Peckham with like a bag of like skin bleaching, like creams just to show how accessible it is. Mm. And then like on another part of the dock is like, we, went, we were in a lab to show how harmful to the skin these creams are, right? But like, I'm a Southside babe. So like th- these Peckham people, yeah, I hope that they don't recognize my face because me, I want to go to Peckham in peace. I'm so sorry. So anyway, we did all of that. And then uh, I'm a journalism student, recent graduate. And I just basically have the gift of the gab. So I was like, I'm trying to stay here. Like I'm in the building now. You know, mm. so who do I speak to about doing some more work here? So I basically networked my way into like staying in the building. So um, a lot dope. of like people in high places were, like, were vouching for me because that documentary did numbers. Um, and yeah, so really? I just networked my way, networked my way. And yeah. That is literally luck at its finest, you know. I know. I mean, you know, I call it the grace of God, but <laughs> call it luck, that's fine. But it's definitely like really random because I didn't do no work experience at uni. Like people, obviously my course is journalism. People are doing like Saturdays at radio stations. You know, people are doing like their uncle's dad, who's a cameraman at ITV, unpaid work, you know. And I'm just like really trying to get through my degree because uni was so hard for me. And like, I'm not like... Yeah, it took me a long time to understand my learning style. Yeah. For a long time, I was trying to learn the way school taught me to learn and digest information. But then it's really in my final year of uni that I understood what works for me, how I learn, how I retain information. So it took me a long time to understand. So I feel like it's only my final year I started to learn anything, you know? So I was Mm. struggling to have time to do extracurricular stuff, you know? And they called me in April. Yeah, no, before that. They called me in April, I think to start shooting. So while I was doing my dissertation, while I was completing uni, I was also shooting this doc. So I thought, this is crazy, right? And then I graduated in August and it came out in September. So it was kind of like, oh, looking good. Cause I just graduated uni. Well, from April or from before April, we were shooting and then they had like a couple of weeks of editing. Mm. And then we came in to like shoot some thumbnail stuff. And then it came out in September. So that is fairly quick, but a lot of people were on it, uh, on the project, to be honest. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's definitely... That is that is really interesting because a lot of us in, after uni don't get that, don't, don't get these types of opportunities, you know? Like, that's literally. true. That's true. I mean, don't... I would say that's what I always encourage. And I know, like, it's really scary too. But even what you're doing now and other people, just put yourself out there because you never know. Like, that video, obviously, it was making numbers and everything. Like, it was doing good. Mm. Like, a lot of people engaging and... I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm the first one on the internet to make a video about skin bleaching. I'm not, mm. um, but I, like a lot of people reference back to that video. You know, a lot of other influencers, a lot of like big, like you know, like Jackie Anna like mentioned the doc, the, the BC doc, and like a couple people like reference back to that video. And also, I saw a lot of people make similar videos. Like, a lot of black girls make similar videos after like after mine. I'm not saying it was me because I'm even. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> so we just wanted to speak our truth, you know. So you never mm. know. Like, you speak your truth and you put it out there for other people to be blessed like mm. you never know what what's going to happen mm. and then obviously the bbc is one thing and it, it was great to get a lot of work experience at the bbc and it was great to like network a lot um and the bbc's been very kind to me but then also like i applied for the position 
my position at NBC, you know, but it's also all the things I've done at the BBC that maybe qualified for that position, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. like naturally kind of go like out in their favor, but just don't be afraid. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy that the fact that you transitioned from an, a British television uh, television place to an American television mm-hmm. place. Like NBC, you mean you <laughs> NBC? You're like, uh, like yeah. you work for NBC? We don't even uh, like. They I have mean, a US like what? Like you know, so <laughs> nah, that's that's dope. That's, so that's really dope. That's really Happy. dope though. Nah, that's past tense because I don't work with them right now. But I worked with them the whole pandemic up until yeah, like, yeah, But it's uh, still it's still in your resume that the fact that you worked with an American. He <laughs> yeah, bro. Like that. To be honest, not all of us get to work with American Americans at all. Like sometimes, especially creatively. Like unless we're out there, unless we're like such a big name. Yeah. So no, that's, there's that's like hard. a weird gap. There's like a weird like I don't know. There's just like a border. Obviously, there's a bloody border in real life, right? But I mean, like there's a border between you know, like the American and the British media industry, but they're also very closely like related and they kind mm. of help each other out. Mm. Working with them was really like, has been the most like insightful experience of my life because, yeah. pardon me, like, because American culture is a little bit different to ours, like British people are quite modest, you know, like we don't really talk about how much we earn. We have dreams, we have aspirations, but it is what it is. We just get on with things. We're quite content. I think, like, especially, like, the people I was working with, like, the New Yorkers and all that, people in the media, people in the media, like, they are hungry. Like, they're hungry. They want more, more, like, more of everything, more numbers, more this, more that. Like, there's no, we're not content. Like, we want more. So I feel like working alongside with, no, working within an American TV network made me want more for myself. And now I'm like... I feel bad because I'm like I want to be grateful for this. Yeah, but do, you, but do but that that changed your mindset, no? In terms of like your hustle, like yeah. So like a lot of, a lot of us that never did that. Like for me, like mm. I had to go on holiday to experience it. Like I had to be at I had to be in Toronto when I saw a dude that was working three jobs basically. Like he was a he was a, a guy who worked at a hat store yeah but he was also a delivery man and also a, D- a dj and musician Ooh. and he did all those three things in one night he came out of the he came out of the the bar lounge and said and he was like we were smoke uh, he was smoking whatever we were chilling outside with my drink and whatever and then he's like yo i'm about to do this uh deliver roofing i was like Wait, what? Didn't you just get a DJ set? I'm like, bro, money off it, Mech. I said, all right, cool. Mech. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all right, cool. I was like, he's like, I'll be back though. I'll be back. I'm like, all right, cool. He came back after the after the thing, and he rode a bike. He didn't have a car. He didn't have a scooter. He had a bike, and he, you know, what I'm saying. So That's I was so like, crazy. Was that your first big international trip? That was my first like solo trip. Okay. I want to say international. Huh? Did you stay with family? No, I stayed by myself. I was there by myself. I didn't know nobody. I just like... So why? How did you end up there? I just I just wanted to go. Like, I've been a fan of, like, music from Toronto. Mm. And, like, a lot of content creators from Toronto. Like, the first podcast I listened to was from 
Toronto, like okay. from Toronto women, like they were they were a podcast called uh, Galcast. So shout out to uh, Jay Fiasco and Jams and all all of those Rebecca and all those girls because they started that whole all women podcast wave that I've listened to since. Like I was like, raw, like this is sick. You know, mm. so and they're from the city. They know what's going on. They're creatives. They do their own thing. And I just got, I was just so intrigued by the stories they were t- telling, their views on life, and and so many other things. And I was like, oh, let me check out other podcasts. So that's where I got into like obviously other podcasts as well. Um, after listening to some of their episodes, and yeah. that was in like two days. I was listening to like six, maybe five, like five to six different podcasts because I was so intrigued by stories like I was just intrigued and what they, they what people's views were um so that's where like Joe Budden and um extra gravy three shots of tequila like there's not and not and not wasn't just girls it was guys and it, it was just a pure mix of everything like from comedy to real life scenarios to um views on life so it was something intriguing to me for like a few for like a year or so when did you start listening to podcasts? That was after uni, so around 2016. Okay. 2016. So when I graduated, actually, I think. So that's well. I'm I'm like a the biggest complete like advocate for like travel. Mm. Um, I just think it's more than just a holiday. Mm. Like actually just like a shift in perspective. Like I'm not trying to say our lives are insignificant. But in the grand scheme of things, like we are like a speckle of dust in the wind, you know, hundred percent. So to go somewhere different and gain insight, like it will have you really, it's like the more places you visit, I feel like it's kind of like our, our view of the world is kind of like, we have the opportunity for it to be like a full circle or it can just be like, you know, like, I don't know, like I wasn't great at maps, but I don't know, 80 degrees. 180. so depending on how many places you visit or how much you, or how many people you open up yourself to because in london we have the privilege of having people come from other places you know what i mean and you multicultural can, yeah right you can get their perspective of their country even the fact that they're here and you're not going over there so i'm definitely like go and travel get your life go mm. and learn go be renewed go be inspired but that's definitely something that like I think that was part of my upbringing as well. Like, um, I just, I just remember just like not. Um, basically, there wasn't a lot of limitations placed on me in the sense where, one, even in relationships. So like growing up, there was a lot of people who looked very. There was a lot. Basically, it wasn't just black people in our family. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was like interracial relationships, and you know, black, Asian, white. So it kind of, I always knew. Okay, well these people can be close people too. Do you know what I mean? Because some people in a lot of communities, it's kind of like, I'm gonna stay with me. You gonna stay with you. You feel me? So like, and even culturally, some people, they come from the same country. But even if you're from a different tribe, it's a no. I've you noticed know? this as well, you know, like a lot of Yoruba men be like, I need a Yoruba woman. And I need an Igbo man. I need an Igbo man. No disrespect to my Nigerian, but my Nigerian people. Shout out to the Nigerian babes. But still, yeah. Shout out to the Nigerian babes in that. Shout out to the Mandem. But still, like I've heard this and I've seen this, so yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know and mean? it's not just Nigerian. Obviously, it's not just Nigerian thing. Like I, I know this from a lot of my a lot of my um, Asian friends. I have Arab friends. You know, uh, other you know my people from other countries, West Africa, whatever, Central Africa. 
we want the same tribe situation. So I feel like that kind of like, that was my first thing where I actually looked around and I thought, right, there's a white man here. Like, okay, so we just friends with them, huh? <laughs> and then, you know, like we, my, like I moved to London from Paris when I was like from France. I did live oh, in shit. Paris, let me not even lie. I lived in the suburbs, I lived in the hood. But yeah, I moved from the hoods of Southeast Paris to Southeast London. <laughs> I just, I'm a Southside babe. Matt said, you know what? I'm going to move from Paris to Lucian, man. It. <laughs> it wasn't Paris, guys. I'm telling you, Paris is, if, if you, have you been to Paris? Yeah. Okay, so you Paris know. Paris is road. Paris is road. It's ghetto, okay? Um, so When you see the roads, when you see roads, I said, what? Paris is. This is like similar like- to Philippines, blood. Like, what? <laughs> like, this is similar to Manila, bruv, like. They're in the trenches, but we have trenches. Trust me, it it can be very ghetto. Okay, so we move from south to south here and everything. And I think even that move like did something to me. It just made someone that's like, I like, I want adventure. I want like new things. And I moved around here a lot. Like I didn't like I don't have one of those. I'm not one of those people that had like the privilege of growing up in one house. No, I had like I had like nine houses between the age of like seven to like 25 because it was like financial hardship or you know like maybe temporary housing you know so I just kind of like got used to newness and now I seek it yeah it's it's similar to me low-key because ever since I was born until age of 10 maybe 11 12 I was I was in three different countries so imagine that like as a young kid (laughs) like that's a lot like imagine being being born in the Philippines raised in emirates during your adolescence years and then coming to the uk for the rest of your life wait emirates okay. em- the emirates as in like kuwait dubai around right, those I just double check. yeah <laughs> uae 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 wow um but yeah that's completely different like so i've low-key it's kind of made me a bit more privileged that i got to travel young because then when i notice certain things i notice them very quickly so <laughs> A lot of us don't have that privilege. No. And I've noticed that when I speak to the, some of the mandem from London, like oh certain men don't really get to live, it don't even. Bro, I heard like there's people from Northwest London that have never been to Shoreditch. And it was the first time they've been to Shoreditch was after That's lockdown. Ridiculous. Like, come on. Like, like what? Like, go to Shoreditch. <laughs> no, but like, that's because of maybe what they hear from what's going on in the East, you know? Like, okay. There's certain things that when you go to certain areas, you don't want to go there because of maybe certain things in life and stuff like that. So I was like, raw, like, and it's maybe far to them. You never know. But um, yeah, so luckily enough, some of us are privileged. Some of us are privileged, really. So it's privileged. I recognize that, definitely. Yeah. I feel like it's like, um, we must just say this, and I hope I don't sound snobby, but it's kind of like, I feel like we had like, working class like income but like middle class experiences if that makes sense so it's like as far as like languages traveling food do you know what I mean like I always just was into certain things or wanted to eat certain things or wanted to go certain and to some of my friends it was like you feel me but it's like I don't know I was just introduced to those things do you know what I mean like my my like my mum's siblings my mum's the oldest and all her younger siblings, a lot of them worked in like gourmet food industry or whatever. So they bring home like really 
interesting foods for us to have like during Christmas and during, do you know what I mean? So I had little, little nuggets of like um, other cultures and worldwide traditions and all that. So I kind of, it's definitely internalized a lot of that, but I think it is a privilege that um, to have that growing up, especially if you're coming from, because I don't earn a lot, or if you're coming from a disadvantaged background, like my parents are not graduates, my parents are not homeowners, my parents, I probably make more money than now than mm. you know they've ever yeah. made. Like that's, I don't that's make tr- a that's lot. The thing. That's I mean, the thing as well. so, you know, I, mean, I come from money, you know, but it's I did have the privilege of being like introduced to certain things. Yeah, yeah. Sense. Like we we as a generation when this generation that we are in, especially, have literally mm. when we were mo- we've born in our own country and then moved here we've seen a transition and we get to have a different mindset as well. And when we have a privilege to travel as well, that changes a lot of things as well. Especially if, especially if you imagine if you worked at 16 and you had a bit of money and then you like, the man, the man them are like, yo, 18, let's go um, IP for and Greece and all these places for a lad's holiday. Yeah. That changes what you see in life. So, mm. But I wouldn't, just as me personally, I don't like going to them places because just not my thing. I like, it's not my thing, like going to these party places. You have a party holiday with I've never been. Yeah. I've never been to one. Um, you don't want a Sambuca on the beach? Nah, nah I'm not going to lie, no. Unless I'm Where have going. you been? Countries I've been in Europe, uh, mm. Barcelona, Portugal, Berlin, um, Ghent, Brussels, Rotterdam. Oh, I want to go Berlin. Berlin's lit. Berlin's lit. Um, Rotterdam, um, Brussels. Uh, I want to go Sweden. I haven't got Sweden yet. Is is Stockholm in Sweden? Yes, yes, you are right. Yes, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Sometimes it gets confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. I want to go. I haven't been damn yet. Like Amsterdam. Oh my god, you're gonna love it. I I haven't been Amsterdam yet, and I wanted to go this year. I wanted to go. I'm going. I don't care what anyone says. I have to go. They I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna swim. I'm like, not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Next year, when they lift up certain things, yeah, I might have to touch Dubai by myself, Loki. Guys, this is the thing. I'm not a fan of Dubai. Like, Why? I'm Dubai, babe. But I will go to Dubai right now in this very moment because it's the only place that's letting us in. <laughs> and the sun. And there's sand and there's good food, you know. Um, but I'm not like this. Is the thing I like, I just don't like to buy. I just feel like it's just not me. I don't vibe with it, and I don't want to like talk bad on it because I'm sure that if, you know some people vibe with it. But it's just to me, when I see people go to Dubai, people are really stunting. Like they want to show their wealth and. And they want to show how much they're earning and they want to like take a picture on the beach with their Gucci flip-flops. And that's just not me, if that makes sense. Like I wanna like, I'm one of them people on holiday. I don't want to wear makeup, bro. Like I wanna, like, unless it's a night out, you know, when you like you have a couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nights out hot, like, do you know what I mean? Go to a little something, you know. Um, but um, that's just not me. I'm definitely more like my my favorite trip ever was definitely um my oh god people are sick of talking of me talking about this trip i'm so i don't know i know you don't know but i just want to apologize to my friends and family in advance because they've had enough and this was like three years ago but anyway thailand 2017 guys <laughs> like to me it was just everything because it was like culture it was nature it was like 
authenticity and like I, I just want to be wearing like one pound flip-flops and I'm not saying you can't do that in Dubai you can go to Dubai and still do you do you know what I mean you don't have to go to Dubai and stunt but I'm just not loving the culture and I'm also not like a nightclub babe like I'm definitely more of like a house party babe maybe like a, the odd bar or like you know but that t- that couple of days I spent in um on the island in Kotal um you know, with the nature, with the with the geckos, and with Man the, um, the geckos of death. Yes, there was a gecko in our room, and we couldn't find it, so we just let it live. We just yeah. let it be. Um, so yeah, it was. That's definitely more of my kind of trip because I like more culture and nature, and like just like a slow pace, mm. and you know, not everything is for image. Obviously, I'm going to take pictures on the beach for for the gram, of course, but like not sure. Mm-mm. this is the thing this is why i would go to dubai yeah positive or like they have indoor stuff you could do some water sports you can have dinner in the sky I'm, i've watched a lot of dubai vlogs and i'd like to go for those reasons good food they have phenomenal restaurants i love a hotel that's like a treat to me like airbnb if we're on a budget let's get an airbnb but if there's money for a hotel let's get a hotel because i want someone to clean my bed when i leave um and i love a nice hotel they have the best hotels right and um, where is this have- in dubai dubai i'm trying to be positive here okay? yeah, yeah yeah so these are the reasons why i go to Dubai. obviously sun mm. like the sand i love the beach it's my favorite place in the world so i would go to dubai for those reasons and i wouldn't i would go i'm sure i'm gonna go one day but i'm definitely not like oh my god top destination no it's not dubai like yeah. at this point it's definitely the maldives like please Oh, if you catch me in the Maldives alone, mind your business, fam. What? I mean, that's a few bags, you know. That's a few thousand pounds, you know. Loki. If you catch me in the Maldives, don't ask me how I got there. Just, <laughs> just be happy for me. It doesn't matter who paid. It doesn't matter how I acquired the funds. Just be happy for me, please. Oh god, but yeah, like Maldives. I want to go Jamaica, Loki. Just to kind of experience it. Like every time my Jamaican friends are like, Yo, if you come to Jamaica, you'll enjoy it still. And I'm like, I know. They don't want to go to Jamaica because yeah. they go to Jamaica so much. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to go to Jamaica. They're like, no, I went last time. But it's like, yeah. I want to go. I want to so- go, bro. I want to know where I'm going because, like, I don't know what I'm saying. Right. Um, but no, like, <laughs> like, um, what was it? Because a lot, obviously, I don't live in London right now anymore. Um, okay. I used to live there, but I live in Bristol. Wow. Oh, Bristol's nice. My friend lives there. Yeah. Who? My friend Deandra. Oh, shout out to her. You Jamaican. Speaking of Jamaica. Oh. <laughs> if she if she's about, still let me know, Maka. This is lonely in these sheets, cause. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Um, but like, because uh, oh, all of my friends are either Caribbean, African, and. And we have a certain community here that knows each other, especially if you, you like went to college with people or went to school with people, secondary school, you will know people's neighborhoods, you know what's going on in the street city as well. So it's completely different. Um, so that's why you, you go from London to Bristol or was you always? Yeah. So when I first came to the UK, I was in London okay. um, and then straight to West Sussex. Okay. And then it was London was a super short time, and then um, yeah, from West Sussex was there for primary school, and then secondary school onwards was Bristol. So I have not left Bristol in terms of academics, um, or throughout the time due to maybe 
due to probably finances as well as you know for this for the course I studied and stuff like that it was a bit more better here yeah. by privilege so um by luck as well so yeah but luckily enough I got to travel like I go London like because I have money now we thank God Jesus um like mm-hmm. I could go to London a lot mm-hmm. you know I can, I'll be able to get just get a hotel for the night or two nights depending on the, how I feel okay, cheeky little a cheeky little premiere in get in nah I don't mess with premiere <laughs> like that low-key <laughs> he's like nah it's the give Hilton me, for me. Get, <laughs> get, give me get, give me give me maybe the Montcalm or oh, give, give, oh. give me give me the give me the give me the give me the uh nah nah the shard is a bit whoa uh, you might you might see me in the Hoxton sometimes. Look, okay. the Hoxton is the vibe. You might you might you might see me you might see me in the uh in, in the K West or the, or the okay. Z Hotel sometimes. Okay. You know, Z, Z Hotel is the cheapest I can find in my head right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I haven't used Premiere in a while actually. Shit. I need to <laughs> but but um but no, like it's it's a privilege that I have money and I'm working and stuff like that as well. So. Um, I get He's to it out there, ladies. He has money. Yes, go on. I work. Yes, I have a nine to five. Uh, I I am not a street rapper. I don't trap. Um, I don't go conch. <laughs> so yes, uh, I do have money, but I work for that it. Might be a turn off to some people. To be fair, but low key, low key. Just <laughs> to make sure I had to clarify. You know I mean, I've not made. You know, I'm I'm planning to you know make money off this podcasting. Low key. Yes, um, speak it into existence. Um. But yeah, there's certain things that we are very privileged to do and I'm privileged all the time, but we, we have to be wary because these times, bruv, Jesus Christ. Jesus it's Christ. tight, I'm not going to lie. Um, I've been to Bristol a couple of times because my girl moved out there and now she's expecting, so I'm probably going to be there soon, to be honest. But um, it's nice. It's <laughs> we had right. like, girls like weekend where... Have you, have, you, have you come here for like carnival and stuff like that? No, I didn't. I only went, I, I did a girls weekend with my girls. So we did like a bar crawl, which wasn't the best bar crawl I've ever, well, to be honest, I've never ever been on a bar crawl. I really don't know what to expect from a bar crawl. Yeah. Um, but we started off at Turtle Bay, obviously. Well, across the road. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, the big one. The big jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was so it, wait, wait, wait. The, the big road or like yeah, near the fountains? Like right, it's next to the trams or next to the buses. Like it's like a big Turtle Bay. Next to the trams, cocktails, and it's buy one get one free. So yeah, it's after after what seven p.m. eight p.m. maybe nine. I'm not sure. Yeah, like ten, and then we went to some gay bar, and then we went to. Oh, the- I know the gay bar you talk about. I it's like one gay bar. little bridge. It was like I looked so straight in there. Like they were looking at me like, "Sis, are you lost?" <laughs> yeah, I know which one you're talking about. The only reason I know that what you're talking about because there's a club next, like opposite it. Yes, there's there's like two. There's like, oh, you're Bristol, aren't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> and the O2 Academy is around the corner. I know them. I know them sides. Yeah, yeah I know those sides. And then we went to some club that was playing. Um, we just heard outside they were playing some. We were they were playing blackish music. <laughs> so we was like, let's go. <laughs> and we went in and we kind of stayed there for the rest of the night to run them selfie with this uh, security guard. And we was just dancing and stuff. It was nice. It was a, it was a nice weekend away. And we actually tried to plan like a spa like baby shower for her so we was looking at spas in bristol and everything yeah and they shut everything down again so yeah they shut down everything isn't it? so Andra, you heard it first me and ashley were planning a surprise spa baby shower <laughs> you, and then they shut down the world and then i got i, I you know i had to spend money on things but 
happen. <laughs> uh, make sure she posts the episode so she hears this because yeah. well, I'm gonna just got that. Listen to this. Uh, but um, nah, like Bristol, Bristol has its perks. Like we don't, we don't. Uh, if you have a good community and stuff like that, good peoples, I think you'll be fine. Um, Carnival is the way forward if you want to come Bristol because obviously, it's even though it's only one day, we mm-hmm. make most of it. Um, it's from on a Saturday as well. So on a Sunday, just make sure you got the day off and not not working. Um, yeah, and you can part literally. You can pull up late around five p.m. and party till twelve, like. Maybe maybe even one depending on depending on the on the hood on the feds. Is how safe is carnival in Bristol? It's not bad. It's pretty safe. Like we don't we don't. I stopped going to the London one. <laughs> yeah, like London, like last this last year, this past last year, mm. it's same pools was better. Like Bristol was better just because everyone was just vibes and no one was beefing, no one was on this. Like you would see people that you wouldn't see on a regular basis, especially on because what you can do in Bristol is that in Bristol Carnival especially you can go around the city, get your food, experience what's the vibe saying, go to the you know certain places in the city, or, or in the in the town anyway, and just see a vibes. You know what I'm saying? See some performances, whatever. But when you turn around and go into Campbell Street, is it yeah. Campbell? I believe it's Campbell, Campbell or Brighton Street. I forgot the name. You will see all the people that you haven't seen since secondary school. You will see people that That's in your head. It's a good That's thing because, because I mean, I see from school and I'm like, like I don't no, know. no, no. But the thing is, there's no animosity. There's no beef. If people see you, they see you. But no one's gonna be able to reach you and say hello because everyone's trying to go somewhere and find a place to stay in this street. Yeah, because this street is so busy. You will not see that many white people. You will not see any, like no. It's no disrespect to the white people then, right. because you will see some white people there, but then you will be the minority. Right. Like there's more ethnic people on the street than ever you will ever see. Okay. Like, I mean, I'm sold. So I mean, one day I'll check it out because listen, listen, it's like I just need to find a corner. The man them need to find me when I see them. What do you need a corner for? <laughs> you just need to find a spot because when you can't find a spot, you will you will be barged around. Like there's so many people that you need somewhere just to be like, all right, cool. When someone calls you, you be like, yo, I'm in this part of the street. Just yeah. when you see me, I'm wearing this, da 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 da, and they see you. That's how it is. Like you Nothing can't think like your friends at carnival because you kind of just keep. You keep walking, like you keep obviously you're listening to soccer, like you're like walking. Yo, but the thing is, yeah. But the thing is, but you're still vibing with everyone. But the thing is, we in this street, yeah, you'll hear all the so-called urban music. Like you will hear the bashment, you will hear the the soca, you will hear the Afrobeats, you will hear the R and B hip hop, and you'll hear this until it doesn't, until the feds say lock it off. Like that's how it is. So, and that's usually. I was like running around. I was running around the UK, winding up on people's sons. Like times have changed. Like I'm (laughs) now. Like no, that other I'm other like retired A girls stand up. Like this is for you. Like to all the girls. Retired A girls. Oh my days. A girl. I'm tired. I'm not gonna lie. That might have to be the title. That is incredible. What? <laughs> These guys are like, what about your journalism? No, retired A girl. 
that's a bit of me. <laughs> Retired A girls in 2021. That is going to be the title. We like, oh, we started to adult. Like, now I'm trying to figure out like my pension. Do I want to buy a house to live in, to let? Do I want to stay in the UK? Do I want to move somewhere else? I've got a French citizenship. Am I going to get deported? There's just so much to think about. There's no time to be an A girl, you know? And I'm, I just used to hype everybody up, make friends mm. with girls on the toilet. Um, what I, is, I just, how is that? Like, how does that happen in the. <laughs> Like, I'm so curious, yeah? And how does that happen in the clubs and stuff like that? Like, So, we're drunk, right? We're drunk and we all go to the toilet. For the most part, toilets don't smell of, like, poo, but sometimes they do, right? But anyways, we're all in the toilet and then it's just something about the liquor that has girls, like, you're so gorgeous, babe. And, you know, what? I have to give a shout-out to the white girls because that is something that, white girls are like they always lead like i'm not saying i've never said it to a girl of course i have like so beautiful but white girls will always be like babe you are so gorgeous like they'll be off their face like you are so gorgeous i'll be like thank you so much and then they'll be like oh my god where'd you get your lashes from your hair is so honestly you're the most beautiful girl ever seen in my life like, and it's just basically we just go back and forth rarely does it actually become a real friendship but in that moment it was and that's what matters so yeah the man the mandem can't do that still man man mandem will be like yo you finished with that you should finish with the toilet i said that all right cool, cool, cool. i just still yeah, can't believe really just we in front of each other like with your things out that's a bit weird to me nah, we don't look at wait whoa we don't <laughs> look at it like, that's really weird if you're looking at it that's I, really weird but can you not see uh-huh. Can you not see at the corner of your eye? Like no, Mandem don't do that, bruv. We look yeah. towards the wall. Right? Like, that's hella weird. I would be curious. I'd be like, because <laughs> you're a woman. A man don't, bruv. Are you mad? <laughs> because it's like everybody like is just out. Like they're just out here. Like anyway, but man yeah. said cocking hands for no making friends. Man know. said cocking hands Twitter for no reason, you know. My zine. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not trying to run into a I'm just saying to me that's just crazy like we have cubicles yeah that, that's the thing we have we have one thing where we stand up cool but the, the, and we got like at least two or three cubicles where people either try to shit or, yeah. or or pee because some people use that to pee as well and they're like fam I don't want people seeing you know what I'm saying people are insecure about that shit um, but nah I'm always curious like why do women go to the toilet not by themselves like I've been curious about that for years. Like, go by yourself, man. What's wrong with you? Is, is this first of all, right? We need emotional support because <laughs> when you're trying to navigate life, you're trying to build wealth, and you know your ancestry is from colonization, and you know, like the colonizers ravaged through your country and still has a hold on certain areas, and your first generation or second, in my case, I'm second generation immigrant, you know, and like you have these fucking like patriarchal standards and these beauty norms it's a lot to carry <laughs> so mm. when you want to go to the toilet sometimes you just want to go with someone to help you carry that load and you know me i'm obviously a beautiful brown black woman that comes energy tell it queen tell it queen I don't know what it is. so sometimes you want to know i'm playing it's not all that when we go to the toilet we literally just want to piss but um, we just want to have a chinwag. 
you go to the toilet like especially if it's like a party or if it's like a tense situation or if it's like a family dinner or if it's I don't know sometimes girls just like togetherness like girls just like togetherness it doesn't even have to be a tense situation if I'm honest it can just be I want to go let's go you go I'll go with you and also low-key that's something that men maybe don't factor in like safety like girls do a lot of little like really minor things in our everyday life that obviously men might have to do but differently or might not have to do because of safety you know um so whether that's like when we go when we're going out when we're coming home when we go to the toilet when we it's literally also because of our safety because of the amount of murders and rapes in the world yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry for that i had to get deep no 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 that's that's facts because men, us as men we don't really think about that type of stuff we just go pee and then bounce like we the only thing yeah. we're curious about is did you wash your hands, man? That's a valid question. I yeah, that's that's one. the only thing we really think about because no dude is like literally coming to us like, you know, there's dudes obviously that are being rude, like um for some reason they just like like just say Hello. something random. Yeah, like I've had dudes literally say random shit to me on the toilet while I'm taking the piss. I'm like, yeah, let me just let me just. Let me just finish what I'm doing, wash my hands and bounce. Like I, I can't. I'm trying to actually vibes. I'm trying. I, I hear J Huss friendly outside. I need to. I need to. I need to go back to where I'm going, Bakar. I need to see the mandem and skank out. Like I don't need this type of energy right now. In it, that's my drunk self knows the vibes is over there. Toilet? Huh? You never made a friend in the toilet. Never. Has the guy ever said to you, bro? Like that's on my shoes. In the toilet, never. Yeah, but like it was like, it wasn't at like a club setting. It was like mainly like a toilet. I'm talking about an event toilet. It doesn't even have to be a club, like an event, like a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like oh, um, I was wearing some like Jordans or something, and they were like, oh, that, those are f- th- those look fresh, fam. Did you bring it out today? Like you know what I'm saying? So that's oh, about that's it. Nice. I didn't even know guys were like that to each other. I guys yeah, like here and there, it's not like a, a regular thing. Um, no, with girls, it's definitely a thing. Like, even on social media, if a guy says beautiful, I'm just like, oh. why? There's like, you're so beautiful. I'm like, yes, thank you. Girl. Why you're is that? Beautiful. Why is that? Because. Are well, you tired of men? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> I don't know if I'm tired of men. Um, clearly not tired enough. Um, but, um. like, I think. Um, Ulterior motives have ruined everything for men. Okay, like, I hear you. I feel like women, you know, I think there were there was a point. There's a point in every woman's life where, if a guy gives you a compliment, you receive it. You're like, thank you. But then after, like, people say things or do things, and you know, there's like an ulterior motive. As time goes on, you kind of become a little bit numb. So when a guy compliments me, I'm just like, thanks, and I just hope he leaves me alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, and sometimes yeah, some that's guys- so weird. That's so like bad as well. Because I've done it as well. You know, like I just complimented and bounced. Like I've never like, like. You know what? Because women are used to ulterior motives. It's happened to me. Not all. I don't represent everyone on the planet. But it's happened to me where a guy says something to me, and like we've got to stand near each other still. So if it's like a concert or if it's like, and he says something to me like, "Oh, you look good," I'm like, "Thank you, thank you." And then he doesn't say anything else, and I'm like. Like, it's like I'm always I'm always confused because I'm like usually that's what you say and like it's where you from oh, really swear down yeah what well, you're not doing oh you're swear down Congolese yeah oh, 
you know, that's the usual script, you know? But it's like, when nothing comes, like, it's, just, it's a bit weird as well. So it's like, like, I don't know. I like the, like, I like, I like those wholesome moments as well. Like when you're walking down the street and like, one Jamaican uncle will be like, sweetie pie, you look good. And you're just like, thank you. And I'm going to the bank. <laughs> it's just, because it's just like, sometimes you need to pick me up. But the man- <laughs> like, women like compliments. I'm sorry. Yeah. Want to be complimented, you- please. Like, tell me. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you said your sweetie pie. <laughs> sweetie pie. Like, oh, that's, a, know- that's an amazing title as well, you know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wanna- uh, I've never said that in my life. <laughs> You're sweet, you, you would look. Well. I, I would look. I would look so weird to them because I'm Asian. If I said that, <laughs> I would look so weird. You'd be. You'd look weird to everyone. You'd look weird to like us, like non-Jamaicans. But obviously, Jamaicans have like Indian Jamaicans, Asian Jamaicans. So you might not look weird to them. To be honest. Nah, nah, that would look still hella weird yeah, because. Yeah. The way the streets is, is like, uh nowadays, especially <laughs> social media. It's just like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? But the thing is, I I know where, what I have to say. Like, I can say like what the slang, you know, normal slang, like that's, that's the mandem. Like it is what it is. Um, but I'm not here to appropriate culture. And I know where certain words come from. So. And I'm privileged enough to study that and learn that as well. So luckily enough, it's yeah. It's, I'm just lucky. I'm just lucky. We stand a non-culture appropriating person <laughs> for you because yeah. you know I wouldn't want to get dragged on Twitter, babe. Yeah. There's yourself. certain things that women have said to me, black women have said to me though, and I'm like, if you if I said the same thing to you, though. There's just this is the thing, like there's there's no um i'm this is not representative of everybody but you know at the end of the day we do have liberties as black people and i just i just believe that's reparations like there's some oh, no, shit that we that, can I, that's say. very understandable too though because you know it's not just racism it's also anti-blackness you know as you know there's anti-blackness in the asian community there's anti-blackness in the, to an arab community towards black people it's everywhere so it's reparations yes there's some things that a black person can say that you can't say it is what it is mm, 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 it mm. is what it is at the end of the day because what we went through that's yeah. that's my theory it's yeah not- and, you, and you just have to respect boundaries as well i think a lot of people that want to that like myself who are privileged enough to be around black people in the terms of like being friends with them and le- learning certain um learning cultures as well like people there are going to be people like myself that are non-black hmm. talking talking slang talking caribbean slang talking african slang as well and we as those people have to be very careful because we should not be those people that are on the other side we have to be supporters of this side that we are actually privileged to be in because at the end of the day culture in this country culture was created by what's been going on since time Black yep. people. Black people have created su- such a strong culture here. Ethnic people have created a strong culture here. It's it's there's no way you cannot support this culture at all. Whether it be that whether it be a, a black person, an Asian person, a Muslim person, this culture was pre- 
this British culture that we always say is created by those people. It's not many whites. Well, <laughs> at the end of the day, when it comes down to cultural appropriation, be respectful and give people the credit that they do and just like stay clear of certain things if you feel like if people have expressed that it might become offensive and also don't ask the people like don't ask people maybe ask one like if it's a friend but don't like this google is free and black people are sick of explaining things yeah. so at the end of the day like and you know like culture is not a race thing culture is like a culture thing right so i'm congolese right and there's certain things in my culture that are a certain way and i have a lot of Caribbean people around me, you know, Ghana, Sierra Leone, Nigeria, and all that. And sometimes I might use their slang, but I have to ask, am I saying it right? And sometimes I just won't say it because I say it wrong, but always stay respectful, always giving credit. That's the main thing that people have been frustrated when they see things in the media. It's like, Mm. um, kid, I don't know, I'm making this up, kid cuddy braids or whatever. Like, when that's Fulani braids, like that's African braids. Like, I remember when I was younger. Is it like Bantu, the Bantu knots and stuff like that? Yeah, Bantu knots and just stuff like that. I remember like arguing with somebody on Twitter back in the day when I wasted time arguing with strangers on Twitter. And um, someone was like, I was, I said something about braids and how like braids are like African, of African heritage. Like, it's frustrating that it doesn't get the credit that is due. And then someone who who was under like an Elias, um, like a fake Twitter account, like whether you can't identify him, yeah, burner account, thank you. Was like, a, oh no, like braids are like of European descent. People used to wear braids in the Victorian times. And I was like, okay, this is the thing, right? Yes, people did wear braids in the Victorian times, but you know, like you just have to like, just be researched and also always be open to like questioning your own knowledge. Like, um, is this right? This knowledge that I have, where's it from? You know, are there other sources that may oppose this theory that I have? You know, just because, like, at the end of the day, there's so much we don't know. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, so just be always open to learning. And if someone says something's disrespectful, apologize and just stop. Like, people have to mm. argue. Like, why can't I say the N-word? Just don't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, uh, this is where, by the way, by the way, when I said made British culture, yeah, I'm talking about what we see in, uh, like, in total history. Because okay. white people do have British culture. Like the but crowd- in terms of... Yeah, but in terms of like popular culture, what's going on that what you guys and what people enjoy in general were made by ethnic people. So like that's that's what I'm talking about as culture because without these things that you say that are amazing British culture, due to these um due to the Asians, blacks, Muslims, and so forth, due to these certain people, you will not get this type of recognition from overseas at all in terms of pop culture. So that's where I have, in that side, I'm talking about that sort of thing. But, um, and I also think that it's like something that I don't know why it's hard for some people to admit. Like, mm. Maybe know, it's tough, uh, it's tough for them. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, tough. you know, but it's like definitely a mate, like, yeah, I, everything from like the food, even like the origins of some. British dishes are actually not necessarily from the, 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 anyway, um, the, the UK's favorite dish is a t- chicken tikka masala. That's how mad it is. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. So <laughs> that's interesting. Can we can I um give me five minutes because I want to use the toilet, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna be back. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commercial break. Thank you.
Oh yeah, we're back. It's the power um, of the island. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, but yeah, obviously people don't know how we bet. We bet a clubhouse. Um, <laughs> which is clubhouse. the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, obviously clubhouse has been at, like it's laced with crack. Um, Loki. Um, as I said before, it is laced with crack. Um, how was your how's your been experience been with it with that in general? Because I don't know how long you've had it. So not very long. And I don't agree with Ryan that Clubhouse is laced with crack because I'm not addicted to Clubhouse, right? This is the thing. I am very selective for, obviously I said I'm a broadcaster, but I also create wellness content on my Instagram page and also my YouTube channel. So I'm super big on like wellness, therapy, mental health, like faith, self-development, all of that. So that's made me very selective about my media diet. Just, this looks really trumpy in the back, right? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so I'm really, really like selective about the people I listen to. Like I have the podcast that I listen to weekly, like the people that I go to for different things. Like I vet them. They're reliable. They're trusting. They're not going to say stupid stuff. If they say stupid stuff, then, you know, whatever. So Clubhouse is kind of like a live podcast, which is wavy because I love, love, love podcasts. But it's people that I don't know, I've not vetted, I don't trust. And like, because obviously social media has given us this amazing platform. I think not, it's not my force to share your opinion on everything that you feel and, you know, like just impose your opinion on other people and stuff. That's something that because of social media, people do a lot. So Clubhouse has not been, also the reason why I got introduced to the app is because of Twitter and Twitter. Because people, because you can't write on Clubhouse, people go and tweet what's happening on Clubhouse, right? And they were talking about some guy who made a room degrading a black woman and all that. So that wasn't a great introduction to the app because I'm over here like black women worldwide minding their business, okay? And people want to like make room, friends on the app who say good things. Obviously we was in the app with Rachel, shout out to the UK Afro-Lista, Rachel. Yeah, big old Rachel. And, you that's, know, that's the homie for real, for real. Like she's, she's an OG, but she's... Always. <laughs> um, so you know, like, yeah, like I, you know, that night went on the app, on the app, and all that. And I, if you heard me in the call out, I was asking a lot of questions about the app because I was like, I'm, I've not really been feeling the app. I followed a couple of celebrities because I was a bit bored. I followed Joe Biden. And I followed, my, <laughs> you know, I jumped into like a room with Soldier Boy and me, Mail. I was like, like, what's all this? Yeah. So it's just a bit weird to me. But I'm, I think I'm gonna use it and leverage it because I'm. I enjoyed communicating, networking. I love that we've done this from that yeah. conversation, from that room. I think that's yeah. way. So I think I'm going to like utilize it because I think there's a lot of good in the app. There's a lot of fantastic things and there's a lot of good fruit that can be like, that can come from that app. Uh, it's just unfortunate that negative stuff sometimes takes the limelight. Yeah. But- there's, there's so many like, there's too many negative stuff for the past like two weeks that I could talk about and I'm like I'm just baiting into it like ah and we're in a pandemic we're in a panorama we're in a pakurumo we're in a panoramic we're in a pina colada and (laughs) if you like you're on top 
of the global pandemic, on top of the recession, maybe, on top of, you know, all these things, there's people, there's, you know, there's people in China in, in camps. On top of all these things, there's Indian farmers protesting. Huh? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, this, you know, and so, so on top of all these things, we now want to go and just have these toxic conversations. Yeah. Are you not tired? At this point, it has to be a trauma bond. It has to be. It has to be bondage. Because me, yeah. I'm all for having difficult conversations. They're needed in order for growth. Difficult conversations are a vital part of life. And if you not have difficult, uncomfortable conversations with yourself or with other people in the long term, then you're probably not growing as a person. Yeah, what I've noticed as well in this app is that a lot there are actual people that that egos are so delicate mm. and mm. very much not they're not able to have an actual conversation like and able to learn from people and like i've i've seen i've heard i've literally been in a room where women black women are trying to tell a man that they are very scared of having a scared of how men view manhood like how they detail manhood like what's the what is manhood in general and i'm not bashing the guys on his views but it was just like for when he says about when i said about my views because i'm in different culture obviously everyone else was of african descent or jamaican descent and i was like it's almost similar to what the men have said like more providing roof over your head take care of the children a lot of material almost materialistic things just and making sure happy and making your your family happy in, in some sense they were said they were scared because of the fact that there was no conversation of emotional intelligence there was never a conversation of how to treat people the way you want to be treated there was no other conversations such as those specific things that are a bit more in detail um, which directed to the, for me mm. to to watch a um, to watch a series called Modern Masculinity, which is on the Guardian uh, uh, YouTube as well. That's interesting. Uh, I might check that. Yeah, it's 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 three four. I think three. It's on a season three or season four, um, and it's very it's very uh, educating for me in, from the first two episodes because. It was something that, weirdly enough, how how the young generation that we are trying to raise knows about actual masculinity more than us. And it was very intriguing in that way because, like, I think those parents that taught themselves that, as, as well as other educators as well, like from football clubs, uh, after, after school programs and so forth, youth clubs, have taught these young kids and said, yeah, this is going to be, you know, th- you might see this in your culture, in your family, and, and what goes on in the real world. But at the end of the day, this is actually what it is. Like, you can have a sprinkle of those, you know, that's, that's only a part of manhood. It's not the full package. So that's where I was like, raw, this is amazing app. This is an amazing app. So I think that's a... Pr- that's an amazing experience for me because I've had those moments. Um, so yeah, like the, yeah. there's there's other moments obviously where I kind of get to learn other people's cultures and other people's views on life. Um, it's not always about hot seat. There's not always about 
um, playing 21, Ludo. It's not always about sexual questions and stuff like that and relationships. Always, everyday <laughs> relationship talk, God damn it. Like, fam, talk about flipping something else. And it's not always about colorism as well. Like, I've heard, I've been in rooms where they talk about colorism almost every day for the past two weeks. And since I've been on this app. I'm trying to understand who's leading these conversations and why because anytime i've seen a discussion about black women it's always been led by like some bit of black guy and it's just really confusing or maybe the room was created by some black women and like some people come and crash it whatever mm. i think that people need to get better at identifying when you're having a conversation with someone if that person is open to really hearing you and really learning because mm. people will save themselves a lot of time if they was better at identifying, is this some if this somebody is this person trolling me? Mm. Or is this person really trying to be educated right now? And that's something that I've, I want to stop doing. I've already kind of started. I'm not arguing with people. Yeah. And I'm not having discussions, educational discussions with people who are not really trying to listen to me or not really trying to learn. Because like some of these conversations that women are having on social media, yeah, and I know I, I know that. Uh, meant like seeking the support of a mental health practitioner is a is a is a luxury because it ain't cheap. But some of these discussions people are having on social media, they really need to be having with their therapists. Like I know I've used social media as a form of therapy myself. I'm an overshare. I go on my Instagram post. Every single post has a long caption underneath, and I've probably told you something personal about my life. I'm an overshare, but let me tell you something. I also have a therapist that is assigned to our land and tends to our land and also if i'm if i can't afford when i couldn't afford therapy i was reading researching well like some of these conversations you really need to be having with yourself like people don't care like, and i'm not even one of those people that's negative about the world like a lot of the opportunities i've had a lot of the reason i am the way i am today it's because of strangers that gave me a chance you know or it's because of you know just random events where people just was like, they vouch for me and they really didn't know me. So I don't mean people don't care in that way. People, they might help you out if it makes them look good or they might help you out if they see a light in you, whatever. But about your own life, your own traumas and your own, people really don't care. Like, because more time people don't care about themselves. Mm. People don't really, like people don't have the range for themselves. Mm. People don't afford grace to themselves. People don't forgive themselves, mm -hmm. you know? So they're not gonna do that to you. So you need to take all this beautiful story of overcoming this and doing that, put it into something else or go discuss it, go unpack it. Because let me tell you, wasting time online, like discuss, like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, and in the summertime, when everybody was getting dragged online for the stuff they said when they was 13, whatever. Mm. Like, I went back on my old tweets because I was like, what did I say? Dude, I'm gonna lie, I did it first. I took, I took a look at my it. shit, Loki. I took a look at my shit, Loki. Of course, of course. I had to double check because they was getting everyone. Because I'm not gonna lie, doing, I had like, to, the ones that I had to make sure were, did I diss anything about black women? Did I diss anything about gays? Yes, like, Make sure, and I, I went back on my own tweets, I, I typed whatever, and I was, and I've been a warrior for this. Like back in 2015, 14, I was online going back and forth with people, like when I was in school, when I was in secondary school, when I was college. And then there came a time when I realized uh, it doesn't matter. Like I thought maybe I was helping the world, helping people have more understanding. And of course to discuss certain things gives people insight to the people that want that insight. But the true, like, 
the best thing you can do for the world is to heal yourself. Mm. So go and heal yourself. Like me having these conversations with strangers online, I'm sure it was educational. I still have, you know, obviously videos on YouTube about certain things. And a lot of people left hundreds of comments saying how this, that, and the next. You know, like when I posted my skin colorism video, what skin lightning video, I had people from school DM me and apologize. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, like I know that those things are resourceful and I've seen them to be resourceful. But at the end of the day, like what good is all of that if I'm not healing? Do you know what I mean? If I'm not healing so that when I have a brown baby, I'm not passing on certain things or I can affirm her in a different way or I can equip her with better tools. So I'm here for it. I'm, you know, I'm big on podcasting, radio, YouTube, video content. That's me. That's my bag. But if you're going to do all that and not go out of your way to heal yourself, you're playing yourself. You get me? Don't waste time arguing with people online that really don't care because they really don't care about you because they don't care about themselves. Yeah. There's there's literally, like, what you've said is literally, like, a lot of people don't have the privilege of, like, actually doing it for themselves. And it's, like, it's really scary. Like, really, really scary that people don't find these things alarming. And, yeah, like, social media... Like, this is what I've treated social media as as well as I've grown up, like, social media is for entertainment we don't it's not real life and Mm. i don't use it as a serious thing which is really bad at one point because i have a business to a degree um yeah at the same time it's not it it's 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 not it when social media is gone what do you have to show for it like what else is there like yourself before this whole obviously social media has helped you in terms of youtube but you've you've created something all throughout the way that you're like social media doesn't dictate my life does social media doesn't dictate my bag so low-key to a certain degree in the professional world and what you're doing you don't really need social media i mean I feel like but a lot of a lot of people do think that social media is, is necessary due to the life we are living. Yeah, and I mean all the best to them. Yeah. You know, like all the best. You know, some people are eating off of Instagram. You feel me? Some people are eating off of YouTube. Kylie Jenner is get Kylie Jenner is getting like two, three million a post. She's eating goods, you know. Live and life. I'm saying, you know, like do what you need to do to build that young generational wealth to like to make whatever you want to make happen, move your mind out the hood, whatever. If you want none of that, if you just want a free wig, do what you need to do. But for me, it's just, um, just make sure that it doesn't define you. Because at the end of the day, like even with anything on your CV or any kind of amount of followers, like that's not your worth. Like your worth doesn't start with that. Like you are full stop. Like that's, you're worthy, period. Like you don't need anything. And I think for me, I came up in the era where obviously baby millennial like social media was my thing I was on it every day like we moved from one area to another area so I wasn't really having a a smooth transition into my new school my new area and I was online a lot I was on BBN I was on Twitter because I just didn't really like I didn't really have like you know I didn't like I had a squad but like I wasn't even really trustful of anyone at that point and I was Mm -hmm. on social media a lot and then 
I started doing YouTube and I was on social media every day. Like I have like an old app name. I have an old, like an old account that's still up. And I was on that and like, I started to grow that because I was on that every day. And I used to just talk and I used to just cuss people out. I used to argue with people. Like I used to just, you know, pardon me. And then I started YouTube. And because I had like, a, like quite a, uh, like in, a good engagement on my Twitter account. Like when I did YouTube, it did good, you know, like it did good for back then, you know, back then people weren't going from like zero to 2000 subscribers overnight. It was like, you're working your way from that zero subscribers to that 2000, you are earning that shit. <laughs> like, you know, so it did really good, you know, and I, I did numbers. All my little Twitter friends were retweeting me and shit. And then when I like mentally, I wasn't doing so well. I took a little break from filming and all that. And when I came back, I did not have the same momentum. Uh, I wasn't, people weren't showing me the same thing. That's the thing about social media as well. That's the thing. Momentum is like, there's going to be a speed, but it's like that you can't necessarily keep that up because life is going to happen to you. You get me? And then like, I didn't have the same momentum in YouTube. I didn't have the same vim. And I just wasn't getting the views. Like people didn't care anymore. Um, people weren't really supporting. I don't think they were necessarily going out of their way not to support me. I think they were just like, I just wasn't in the forefront anymore, you know? And um, and so I just started, like, I literally was just like, no one cares about me anymore, you know? And I definitely got wrapped up in this, like, my worth is in this, do you know what I mean? Like, people know me for this and I'm doing, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, honestly, like, I, at the end of the day, like, this is one of my favorite Oprah quotes is like, you know, like I might one day, right? This is like, I'll speak this into business now. One day, you know, I might be the presenter and executive producer of my own show. And, you know, I'll be filming documentaries and I'll be doing all these other things, you feel me? Um, and that could be great. That could be phenomenal. But at the end of the day, my worth is not in that. Like, and if it doesn't happen, I'll be all right because it's how you make people feel. It's how, you know, it's how you, it's it's your legacy in the world. It's, it's the mark that you leave. When you walk in a room, what kind of energy are you bringing? Do you know what I mean? Are you speaking life over people? Like, that's the thing that matters. So it took me falling flat on my face and me like kind of throwing a tantrum. Like no one cares about me. Like being so entitled to people's energy and people's time and thinking that I'm fucking, what matters the most. Like people are busy, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, you know, especially also when it comes to having a listenership whether it's on YouTube or on Spotify, whatever, whatever, you, wherever you listen to your podcast or whatever, or radio, um, you have to win people's trust back. Because if you disappear, like, you know what I mean? Like, they were wait, they were like, they were on Wednesday, six o'clock, waiting for that next drop. And then you didn't show up for six weeks. So that's something I also didn't understand the logistics of it. Like, I disappeared. So I had to also win people's trust back, but I posted a couple of videos and I wasn't getting reception and I started to get in my feelings. So I learned the hard way. Like I got wrapped up in that social media stuff. Like I was, Damn. you know, like I was on that oh, Twitter boys, Twitter girl, I mean like cringy, like, <laughs> you know, like I was like getting a lot of like, you know, attention. Like, I was going places like no lie. People probably have no idea who I am today. That's fine. I made a new account, but are you that Teresa Deja Vu girl? Are you that Teresa Deja Vu? Like I was really, people was coming up to me like, are you that girl? I'll be like, yeah. That's me. You know, I was gassed. Like, my sister would be at the bus stop like, on the bus, and people would be like, oh my God, I follow you on Twitter, I think. And I used to be like, really? What's your art? Like, I don't follow you back. Like, man said, man said, what's your art? I'm dead. Like, I don't follow you. Like, I wasn't even trying to be mean, but I really got like, I really, really did get lost in source. And I had to get humbled real quick. So I feel like this is me telling God, I'm ready. <laughs> 
I'm ready for any big opportunity you have for me because this time around, I'm not going to get wrapped up with it. I learned the hard way. Um, but no, like, guys, please heal. <laughs> to anyone yeah. listening, please heal. You know, there's obviously some free resources online to support you if you need if you feel like you need mental support but there's also like podcasts books instagram accounts you know like um positive instagram accounts positive positive instagram accounts and stuff i follow this account called positive news and they post like really just heartwarming content because i i'm a member you know i'm a member of the press you know i spent majority of 2020 working for a politics american news outlet so i was watching very hardcore politics news every day you know and it was very hard like it was really hard (laughs) to only like you know because especially because some of it is not necessarily like positive it's just it is what it is and if the economy is going down the drain yeah what it is i have to consume that if there's protests if there's a video of somebody's dying and somebody's putting their knee on their neck so i have to consume that do you know what i mean so i that's where I started to like really be very intentional about my health because of my job so I started to like get routine like journal work out you know I started therapy I moved out my mum's house um and um you know I started to I also left like a toxic let me just I don't want to say yeah yeah yeah. it was a toxic experience for me there so I left Mm. a toxic religious organization Mm. um I'm still of the faith but I left there of course. So it was just a lot of like big changes that I made for my wellness. Um, so that's why I'm really, really big on it now because it's like, you can do a lot of things and still not be well. You know, you can earn a lot of money. You can have a job that looks good on paper. Like if you was to see my CV gas, even me, I looked down, I said, wow, you know, <laughs> but like and there was points where I was, I was in high places, literally, you know, top floor in, and I was not well, you know, I wasn't well, you know? So to me, like healing, relationship with God, relationship with yourself, loving yourself is paramount because Mm. especially for me as a believer, um, one of the commandments that we have as believers is to love others like you love yourself. Mm. That's the one thing I live live by. But but it's the thing, like, how do you love yourself? Because a lot of people don't. Mm. How can people do that? Mm. I mean, people think that priority is like, you know, like running around trying to recruit people in the faith. Of course, that's important. But at the same time, it's like, if we were commanded to love people like you love yourself, you have to make sure you love yourself good. Do you know what I mean? Make sure you love yourself proper so that you can extend that grace onto others, forgiveness Mm. to others, patience off to others, you know, like, so that's basically been my 2020, like, just kind of understanding. You've taken words out of my mouth and what I've been speaking about for the last few days. Like, it's like we as human beings are really consumed by social media and it's so... Like you've described it all, we don't know anything about ourselves. We don't know anything other than social media, our personas. And it's just, it's so hard. It's not, I wouldn't say it's heartbreaking, but it's really, really bad. It's really bad to see. It's It's definitely sad. But I feel like as much as Gen Z are more on social media than we ever were, let me just sit back because my legs hurt. <laughs> as much as Gen Z are more on social media than we ever were, and some people can see that as a negative thing, like social media is not what it was at the start. Like when we first started having social media, it was wild. <laughs> now, 2009? Oh my, 2012? Jesus is love. Oh my goodness. They had like, they were dragging people. Colorism, like, 
it was there was not an issue. If we're cussing out a black girl, that's, I saw that's I saw colorism as an all time high during them times. Literally, like it was not it was not a problem, you know. Yeah. Um, but now, like, I'm on TikTok a lot because I really love that app. It's definitely up there for me. Apparently, it's really really funny. It is really amazing. Yes. But more than even being humorous, it's very uh, resourceful. So you have people who are like builders, interior designers, therapists, you know, spiritual healers, whatever. And they'll post little like 30 seconds on TikTok. I think the max is a minute. You know, so you learn. Sometimes I'm like, I walk away from TikTok. Oh my God, I just learned something about the world. I'm more educated. Yeah, there's a dude that reviews like animals like that I've never known in my life. And I'm very entertained by that. Don't know why. I don't know what You know what? There's a guy on there. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know but he he basically he reviews you like this because you like music he, he reviews like songs so he was doing a whole series going through frank ocean songs and he was going through lyrics so because of him yesterday i was like right let me listen to blonde because i tried to listen to blonde i didn't vibe with blonde i'm a channel orange babe to the death you feel me but let me try and listen to blonde you know this last album he put out because you know, i'm in love with frank um and i i, I started to vibe with blonde i was like yes so you just learn a lot. Like I even you wait. Know you you got me a little bit hurt. Let me look at this discography, fam. Because you said blonde. You don't you didn't like it. Off rip. You like blonde? I'm so sorry. I, do you know what it is? I don't think. I honestly feel like I didn't give blonde the time of day. Oh my days! Like I didn't. You didn't. You uh, didn't like. Channel like, Orange. I know Channel Orange is 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 up there. It's it's his classic. You know what I'm saying? It's like. <laughs> nostalgia per, per, for personally for me i prefer nostalgia ultra because i'm a i'm a big fan of frank when he was in the beginning fair enough that's just me personally okay and channel orange is up there Six but the- blonde is just i remember painting my painting the whole entire kitchen to blonde okay oh. <laughs> and and that is a vibe it was a vibe the fact that my parents were like, what is this? This is very nice. I said, yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. R&B is my life. Because in my, in, in my house, I did not, was not able to play hip hop. What? I was not being able to play what? Like older swearing shit. Yeah. What? That's crazy. R&B balance. That's my bag. That's yeah. my bag. That's very nice. Like, I mean, I don't think I gave blonde the time of day i mm. think blonde came out and it was really unexpected when blonde came out right it was a little bit yeah basically um he was- yeah basically he was signed to sony i think wow. I, I believe at one point um he had a, a album left in his contract um but he believed yeah. he was getting finessed by the label so what he did was he said to the label here you go this is my album called endless and it's a visual album um, mm. And it's also music, of, of course, as well. But the whole video is like almost two hours of him just doing this setup in a wall, like an actual building something and the music's in the background. Okay. And that was it. That was the album. Okay. It, but the next day when, the al- when that whole thing was done, he drops a magazine and calls it Blonde. And that's the official album. But he released it exclusively, sorry, to Apple Music, which he got two million from. And he got money off that. That's the two million that he got for the contract. So he finessed the thing and said, what the fuck? 
So did he so release Blonde independently? Then? Yes. Okay. Which was, a, which was the positive for him because after that deal, he then got to get more money and so forth for what he's done. So Frank That's- really finessed the thing. No, like, when you're an artist, you really have to learn how to cheat the system because some of these these um, record labels will try to cheat your system. <laughs> um, but- and I'm trying to learn that as well because I want to I wanna be... I wouldn't say I want to be in the music industry, but I want to work in certain lanes in the music industry in terms of A&R and actually finding this talent. Yeah. So that's that what makes- I want to do. Yeah. I mean, okay... This is this is the thing about me, and that's why I don't want to be ignorant because I don't want to say I don't like blonde. Yeah. I think I didn't really listen to blonde. Like mm. I was like, this is sudden. There's a lot going on in my life. I'm not prepared for this. Of course. So I listened to the first couple songs. I like Nike. Obviously, that's the first song. <laughs> and other than, and but like I really didn't really listen. I heard, but I didn't listen. So when this guy's like, you know, like Godspeed, this and this is the thing about TikTok, right? TikTok is literally the perfect place if you want if you have a random song and you want the song to blow because people will just take that song do a dance or they'll like do a voiceover do something funny and then it'll blow up so like songs from the 70s and like the like the the like the that's third. how don't that's how don't rush became popular yeah yes exactly don't rush even i'm a fan <laughs> so you know shout out making um so yeah like and then people just start using like loads of like frank ocean songs like for like more karma videos you know i will always love you i was like what song is this and then, like, oh that song is just oh i was like that's frank is that frank and that's when i knew i hadn't really listened to that album because i know if i would have heard oh. that song i would have said yes and then i went to listen to the song i let go of my claim on Ooh. He's a sweet one. Mm. You're giving me vocals, you know. Yeah. Where, where, where are you going, X Factor? Where are you going, America? Uh, Britain's got talent, bro. What's going on, guys? Britain's got talent in that. Come on, guys. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to give this song a listen. You deserve my time. So, oh, anyway, shout out to TikTok. Nah, that. that's cold, man. I'm a real music head, isn't it? Mm. So when I hear someone talk about Frank, or like someone like a party next door or like yeah like just no certain if because i'm a big r&b head so i know a lot about r&b and certain things that was going on who's your favorite artist right now since it's been a lot of uk music okay angel is probably my top Ooh, angel the og led angel Angel, West London Angel. The, he's an like, OG in this. this like. that, I'm still waiting for the song with Brandy. I'm still waiting mm-hmm. for the song. I'm still waiting, fam. Like, that guy is, to me, is what we need in R&B. He is the leader for me, like, right now of this new gen. Um, Angel's amazing. Yeah. Um, obviously, I didn't mention it on the pod, but, like, we met um, in the pod, um, clubhouse room and I was also discussing like the possibility of like songwriting because um, I did music before I did journalism. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, was in a go- I was in a choir, you know, I sang all my life and all that and I write, I write a lot of songs. Um, I write with my friend, my producer friend, Viani, and we write a lot of music. Studio. We've been like even in the pandemic, to be honest. And um, so like, I love music. Like music is my first love. Like, it's everything to me but it's therapy you know 
And when it started to get serious for me, that's when I didn't like it anymore. Cause it was like, this is supposed to be something that helps me. And it's, I feel like um, restricted because of it. And I feel labeled and boxed because of it. So I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm going to uni. Yeah. Like, my dad was on it and everything. He was like, all right, cool, finally, I'm going to stop fighting you. If you want to do music, do music. But then I was just like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm gonna go. So that's why, that's how, that's what happened. But you know, from that clubhouse discussion, I actually um, connected with the, somebody on there who, who's an artist. And then we had a call. I sent him some of my songs. He was like, this is, I was so gassed. He was like, people say they can write but you can write. I was like, I know, I yeah, know. Man. I've been waiting to sell these songs. I'm trying to buy them on the house. I'm trying to move out this yeah. So yeah, so that's like, music is my number one, but you know, I love media. I love all that. Yeah, like so, that's yeah. dope. That's dope because if you go to my playlist, UK R&B playlist called- And Plus I was listening to it the other day. I was listening. Yeah, how did, how did you find it? How did you find it? Good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank it's you, just thank funny. <laughs> the picture on the playlist is yeah <laughs> shout out to Frimpong you know shout out to Frimpong but um who's Frimpong yeah. that's I the have... guy that's on the photo this guy's on the photo is that his first or last name I believe that's his last name I don't know but okay, that's what he calls him that's what he calls himself online um okay he's probably related to a friend of mine but go on yeah but um but yeah he uh that playlist is full UK R&B from artists to um there's obviously US features, which obviously because they worked with US artists. Um, so I'm a big fan of just promoting something that is you know, on the rise. I think UK R&B is on the rise. So definitely, like you Who's know, doing amazing right now in the UK. Come on, let's go. Are we R&B. Yeah. Angel is top. Obviously, we know that. Um, yeah. Okay. Just for anybody who doesn't know any names right now, like what, what to reference to. You know what? My friend showed me an artist the other day, yeah? It's some guy. And it, he's got a new mixtape out. And it was really good. And I forgot the name. In terms of R&B? But... In terms of R&B, obviously there's Sinead Harnett. There's... Um, what else was that? Uh, Blues for the Horn? I believe her name is uh, online. Um, she just released uh, some music. Um, who else is there? Um, I promise you, like this guy, he was so good. I'm literally yeah. gonna, gonna make sure I say the name before we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's obviously I'm still waiting for Hailey from Western to release an R&B album. I would love that. Um, oh my god, guys! I love Western so much. Western like, is. That's a West London thing. I don't know what it is. Like, Western is so good. Like, I'm not trying to say people sleep on Western because I know they eat good. But, like, Western is wavy. Like, wavy. Like, I, lo- I love all their songs. Highly and Progression are, like, super. Like, it's, it's, it's a mazine. It's a mazine. Obviously, okay. Louis Ray, that's my underrated rapper. Akel, as well, does the singing and rapping. Underrated. But that highly in progression, like them two are just dumb, dumb. Um, uh, who else? I'm gonna get the name because I, I feel like I have been more on the, I've I've been more on the US R and B tips. So I'm yeah. like, I've been trying to like dip my. Oh, um, sorry, uh, Maya Craig, who just released uh an EP, she she's real dope. Um, Nizzy, who's a rapper, he just released a, a kind of a. 
a sample heavy vibe r&b vibe which is which is dope um who else shit there's so many man there's so many from the uk there's Coltrane. there's jevon there's obviously the old school people beverly knight um keisha keisha white um there's Neo, shout to Neo. she's my Neo, yes Neo. how can i forget Neo? um i feel like etta bond counts etta bond is one of the best writers we have um yeah she's phenomenal. like i would love to have a conversation oh, oh uh kaleem taylor yeah. um which uh you know I, I i was happy enough to go to his show and interview him after the show as well so he's dope yeah, he's dope. And he's obviously his recent uh, EPs has dropped as well this year. So that was dope as well. I've been waiting for new music from him. Um, there's so many good UK R&B artists that, you know, I'm, I'm looking at. Oh, there's a uh, Bella. Um, she just dropped something. Um, who else? Obviously, Amnella. Uh, Amnelia, sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. I'm so sorry, okay. darling. Um she just dropped a hit single with the Say Yeah record. Um, yeah, man, there's so many good R&B artists right now. And I'm, I'm happy to hopefully, prom- luckily, like I'm promoting it in one specific place right now. Because obviously there are playlists out there that are very like, they switch almost every song. And I'm like, yo, put it all in one playlist for the people then. Even if it's, even if it's not all UK R&B in terms of all the artists that we don't know about. You know, so um I feel like very, the UK appreciates R and B. Yes, hundred percent. But I think it's just the popularity. Mm. That's the problem. Um what comes out on top here? In the UK? Yeah. Um obviously pop music, the drill scene is probably the most popular. Yeah, big. big. Um, yeah, like that's about it, but Hopefully, we listen, we're getting UK bashment soon. We all know this. If you know music, UK bashment is on the fucking rise. Not here yet? I thought it was... I know, but it's on the rise and you can see it. You can you can see it on just on the... It's, it's starting to build up. Uh, Arma, is it uh, Amaria? Um, she's an up-and-coming... Is, this, you know, is she the babe that sang that song? She's got an accent. She was like... What's the song? She she did um a cover of Dexter Dapp's Call Me If recently. I might not be okay. Um and she did go girl. Yeah, but she's she's on up and coming. She's real dope. A guy called Jay Faz as well on on that tip as well. Obviously, Trillery Banks Western. Like there's people that trying to bring up the sound a little bit, but you know, there's it's a it's an up and coming genre in the UK, but UK R and B is next up first before UK bashment. So sure, I mean UK R and B, we have a phenomenal talent here, and we have very unique stories. It's it's weird that LMA was popping in the states before here. It's the weirdest thing. But I think it's also a lot to do with um, we are very small. <laughs> it's a small mm-hmm. island. We yeah, are- true. Yeah, we're a, min- we're a minority of, you know, like, obviously as far as if you're an ethnic minority, right? Mm. You, we, we are a minority in this country. It don't matter where you live. You know I mean, mm. like, even in London, we're a minority, right? So we're a bigger minority than in the North, but we're a minority nonetheless. So I feel like there's that. And then, um, like, having obviously worked in, like, American media to a certain degree. Um, American media 
has made more room for um for non-white artists or non-white creators um and they have and that's because they're just a little bit more advanced it's just it's just historical i don't think it's necessarily because anybody's you know like because even if you look at um even if you look at europe um i feel like the uk is doing good in regards to europe as a whole um but when you look at the grand scheme of things like america like south america or north america or whatever that's when we start feeling like we're behind and like people are not getting their dues if that makes sense but obviously me i grew up in france like and i still you know listen to some french music and everything i love french uh, french r&b slaps it french does. r&b slaps monsieur nov i see you my guy i see you oh dudes like tacy i see you my brother yes absolutely we see you we support you so it's it's. I feel like we're we're doing good, but yeah, we could be doing better. Uh, definitely shout out to Ayala Kamura because she's like, like for me, it's a dream come true. Like, cause she's obviously a phenomenal artist. Like, you know, she's a black woman and everything. And France is like right with colorism, right? Like, it's not like it's it's not that deep. Like, I think from my experience of my like family friends, whatever, my interactions with people online and me going there so much because my entire family there right still very right with colorism and still could do with a lot more progression so yeah. for me when i was like wait this is a black lady who's like the best-selling artist right now on this big ass in this big ass i like country like france is huge right let's just talk about how huge it is and i was like this is a win honey this is a win for the culture i'll take this, i'll take this win because you know like that's phenomenal and when you hear the way certain people discuss like women to, to to see how you can overcome regardless like that that was very inspiring but sorry i digress i definitely went off the road there I no 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 this is this is where the podcast was created you can go on a tangent whatever you like oh honey i was talking about my life you could uh, you could do you could do tangents of everything if you wanted to it's much better than that just having a certain structure to a degree right? because no, i think i think i think yeah, of course, because I think that people literally, I want to see, I want to let people see people's personalities and people's views on life, whether it be a tangent, whether it be something specific, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's conversation. It's not, I'm not interviewing you at all. Like, I, I don't feel like I should be interviewing you. I think you should be able to have a place to actually have a voice and also have a specific a specific thing for you to be like if you want to vent you want to vent if you mm-hmm. want to have a conversation about a certain topic you can mm-hmm. it's an open space um i feel like certain play certain podcasts are very strict strict to one thing i think it's because they want to uh provide a niche which is fine but for me it's more of a comfortability level able to have a conversation whether to listen to people's views or voice your my own views on that topic so that's just me on my own view and personality in general so um shout out to ryan he's the real one thank you thank you back make sure no thank no no in general thank you thank you for coming on like we're gonna end the episode here because i do want to end on a light note and and an amazing note in general um because obviously we got we got a few more yeah we've got we've got a few more hours until you know um we we do uh new year's eve and stuff um but yeah like do you want to end out in a in a positive note you want to 
plug something you, you want to do something for the people to get in touch with you to um to show anything that you want to got up and coming you know so guys thank you guys for listening I'm um, wait. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, happy New Year! I wish you guys all of the healing, breakthrough, perseverance, strength, prosperity. We will get through 2021 with no Corona. Trust me. We have already gotten through 2021. Like you're only going to the next stage of your life. If you're, if it's time for your life to end in 2021, all the best. Because you know, There's tomorrow's life. not promised. But you know, if it's for you to reach. 22 then at the end of the day you're going to get through it no matter what comes your way period okay period never forget that that's on period and find me on instagram rlnd underscore two underscores and um i have just been posting a lot of like wellness content online um on my instagram but i will also be back up on my youtube channel posting good old interviews good old wellness content on there so um look out for that in january and definitely same on YouTube, RLND. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me. It's been phenomenal. Yeah, of course. You're amazing. You're, You're an amazing person to have on. You're an amazing person to have on. Remember that. Like, you're just an incredible person. <laughs> but yeah, you're an amazing person to have on. Um, if, and also, by the way, if you find us on Clubhouse, you find us on Clubhouse, and you know what I'm saying. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, like obviously iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play. I'm trying to get into Tidal. Guap Magazine, shout out to them, man, over there, Ibrahim and all them, man, there. Um, but yeah, Kith and Kim podcast on every social platforms on there, if you find us. Um, socials are in the description below. If you want to follow, DM or about a conversation and review anything, please review us five stars on um, Apple Music. Uh, share the share the podcast on. on Spotify. I did a twist out. Like a she wanted she wanted she needed extra 10 minutes before we started uh, was, you know you know youtube you, youtube needs to see me right you know what i'm saying that's what she said um, <laughs> but yeah um all the social platforms kith and kim podcast um hopefully this starts your 2021 right yes um and you know, we'll try, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. It's not. It's not a, a declaration of you know, but I'm going to try to post every single Monday on 2021. There's no yeah. breaks. I, I do hope for that. Obviously, life can hit at any time. You never know. But um, whether it be the rundown, which is obviously the small episodes from reviewing pop culture and life to music, or whether it be a normal episode. Um, so hopefully everybody can enjoy those. Um, thank you to everybody that reviewed that um, listened on 2020. You know, 2020 wrapped on Spotify was an amazing year. We got 50. I had um, 50% increase in Canada. Uh, we got an increase in various other countries. And you know, shout out to everybody in um, what else was it? Shout out to everybody in uh, U- UK that about a thousand people actually consistently listening yeah and crazy um yeah man shout out to you guys just listening in you know we were we were listened over 20 plus countries this year actually was it 20 yeah about 30 sorry 23 so yes that was crazy enough for me as a person that's been creating this for three years as well 
But um, yeah, 2021, no fuck Corona, fuck Boris. Um, well, I want to say fuck Boris like that. I'm, I'm a journalist, so I'm impartial. Yeah, no, no, no I'm allegedly, impartial. allegedly, no fuck, no, no fuck Boris. I'll, I'll bleep no, that out. I'll bleep that out. I'll bleep that out. Um, but yeah, but yeah, peace out to the battle of time. Thank you, our lead for coming on as well. I know heartbreaks, setbacks, bitch. If I crap out, I'm sure I'ma get back. I've been through the ups and downs, you know I get around. So to me, it's all a part of the game. If I ain't the cold man or the dope man, I'm almost the show man. I gotta take it, no need to say shit. I'm gonna take it. Robberies turn homicide, it's nothing to play with. Make money, make, make, make money when shit hit.